Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 105 of Shades of Brown. And this week, it's, uh, we're, this is a classic. This is like a classic Shades of Brown episode, right? This is like, we talk about Microsoft stuff. We talk about Destiny. Like, come on. It's like, <laughs> it's like the, like the bingo cards gotta be out. Like, you can just cross off the entire bingo card. The, the one thing we're missing from this episode, the one thing we're missing is like us talking about the new Xbox dashboard because it's still in preview. Once, once we talk about the UI of the Xbox One, that's that's the real bingo card right there. Yeah. All right. Let's get started. So Microsoft had uh, had a Surface event. Uh, this was this was to announce all their new new Surface devices. So let's let's get started. So uh, which order did they do it in? Because I I think I they missed did it. The- Surface laptop first, Surface Pro, um, and then the Buds, and then the um, Neo and Duo. All right. Let's let's do it in the order. In, in the order that you mentioned. So start, start with the Surface Laptop 3, right? Uh, no, yeah, Surface Laptop 3. Um, it's, they, it, it's an incremental update, I would say, but like not really. It, it's interesting because in, 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 they didn't redesign the product externally, but they did do a lot of work internally to, um, to update it. Because essentially now the Surface Laptop comes in two sizes a 13 and a 15 inch and the 13 inch essentially has got updated latest generation um intel core chips they finally added a USB-C port but unfortunately though for for god knows why for god knows why you have a 10th generation intel chip yeah and you have a USB-C port but it's not thunderbolt 3 so it's it's not Thunderbolt three, so you can't connect an external GPU, right? That is that's no, the problem. No, yeah, you can't use. I mean, Windows support for eGPUs is as is, but but you can't use any Thunderbolt three peripherals to begin with, right? Because I mean, while eGPUs is like a use case, honestly, Thunderbolt three for most people, like if you have like a Surface laptop, probably just for like doing storage stuff, right? Like if you're if you're using it as productivity, uh, like a productivity device, and and you're working off of a project saved on an external drive. And it's a, if it's like a Thunderbolt three SSD, that's going to be way better for like doing any kind of like like video work or um or hell even like audio work. Right, like I'm looking at these like it has a USB A port as well, and also uh also a headphone jack by the way. Uh, so that's good. Uh, so the 15 inch unit, like, is this is new this year? So what is what is that supposed to compete with? Like, is that supposed to be like? Is that supposed to be like a MacBook Pro competitor? Because I don't think it has. I don't know if it, an Ultrabook at 15 inches makes like too much sense to me. Like Ultrabooks have always been like 12 inches or 13 inches for me, anyway. Uh, like, like, what's the point of a 15 inch Ultrabook? Like, what is like is is there a point? Like, is I think the point of it is honestly just not to compete with. So it's it's if you want a bigger Surface, but you don't want the Surface Book. Because the Surface Book is genuinely like it's like a MacBook Pro class device, and some people yes. just want like a 15 yes. inch laptop. So you just want a bigger they, Ultrabook, yeah. Right. But and you don't want it to you know be like a trashy one. Uh, I see. So you just want like a like a bigger lap, bigger screen, but you don't want it to get like too much heavier. Right? It's like this sort of middle ground between like having like a like a Pro class machine like that's heavier with the but you you still want a bigger display, uh, and also the 15 inch uh, laptop comes with AMD chips. This is a new uh, new development for the Surface line. Uh, 
and honestly for laptops as well, because I don't think a lot of laptops are shipping with AMD chips, right? I don't think I've heard of any laptops that have been shipping with uh, AMD. The only e- laptops that ship ship of Ryzen are like these super cheap, like two hundred, three hundred dollar laptops. And from like what I've read and seen online, the reason is just like they don't perform as well for the cost, and you get shit battery life. So that's why I'm like super intrigued by the fact that they put it in a 15 inch surface. Right. So these these are Zen One mobile parts. I'm not too familiar with with AMD's new Ryzen uh, lineup, uh, but this is supposed to be like they're these are like slightly older parts, and they're saying that it's gonna get up up to 11.5 hours based on typical surface usage. I I don't know what that means, by the way. Like, what what does that mean? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like typical surface usage. Yeah, what does what does typical surface usage mean? That could mean literally. If anything. you use a surface device, please add us with what your typical surface usage yeah, is. Yeah, like I'm, for real. Like, what does that even mean? Like, what does the Microsoft mean with that? I, like, who knows? But uh, this is this is significant for AMD, right? Like, this is like a huge like a like a like a like premium uh, ultrabook device announced by Microsoft with surface branding on it and you, you put you get to put the AMD Ryzen chip in it I, I don't think you can put a sticker on it that says AMD inside but like uh you know I bet AMD's very pleased about this one like yeah, it's, it's probably a big win for them uh so we'll see like it has the Vega 9 chip in it for for the for the APU or whatever the the graphics chip in it right uh, we'll see how that stacks up. Like, I'm looking forward to like the benchmarks for this, or like the the reviews for this one, because I want to see how it performs battery wise. And like, like it's heat. I'm interested in thermals. I need to know like if will will this throttle under load? Will it not? Like, <laughs> it probably will. I mean, it's an ultra book, so I don't expect it to like be like like it's not supposed to be like like maxed out all the time. Like, it's I don't think people max out these kind of machines all the time, right? Uh. But I want to see what it does if you do max it out. Like it's probably going to start throttling very fast. But that's probably because just just, just because of the physical design. I don't think Intel is doing too much better on these, right? Like if the Intel chip on on the thirteen inch is just going to be like similar on the th- uh, thermal performance. I think. I think. Let's. But we'll see. Uh, so th- that's the. Is there anything else about the Surface Laptop three this year? Uh, they have the. They made it um, a little bit more modular. Apparently, like you could pop off the whole keyboard for easy replacements. Um, they also they also um, added um, user swappable memory, so you can like just open a hatch and swap out the NVMe drive. The whole you know the whole time, uh, like Panos was talking about the battery, uh, like the, the repairability, and he, like clearly taking digs at Apple, right? Like clear, like oh, the entire time. I love when you talk about these laptops. He kept mentioning the key travel. He was like, "We these have perfect key travel. You, you know, when you push the keys, they actually go down." Oh my god! Imagine like imagine a keynote in twenty nineteen where you're talking about key travel for your laptop keyboard. Like how like how low have we gone? Like it's it's Apple, really. Please, uh, like these keyboards look similar to the ones that are shipping in MacBooks, right? And uh, and those have been terrible. Uh, as as we all know, as we have been talking about for a long time, and I don't want to talk. I'm like, like, oh my god, are we doing bingo again? No, we're no, now, we're no, now going to be no, Apple keyboard not, complaining no, on the bingo card. <laughs> let's let's talk about the pricing, right? Uh, so the so the 13.5 inch model starts at a grand, right? And the 15 inch model starts at one thousand dollars or one hundred ninety nine. So it's like, so this is like this pricing is fine, right? But it's like. 
does the base model come with like eight gigs of RAM and like one twenty eight gigs of storage? Like eight gigs of RAM is probably fine. Like uh, eight gigs of RAM on a base model is amazing in twenty nineteen. You don't know how many places like will still like. I think Apple has go- gone to eight, but some other some other like ultra books will still to give you four. Yeah, I mean one twenty like eight gigs and one twenty eight is like. It's it's one twenty eight is pathetic though. No, I'll ultra yeah, should yeah, start one, with two hundred fifty six. Yeah, I'd really like to one twenty eight is 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 at this point like the most of that is gonna like a bunch of that is gonna be taken by Windows, right? Like Windows is gonna take up like I don't know how much Windows takes up these days, but I doubt an insignificant portion of that storage is gonna be taken and, by Windows. And specifically with like I don't know with with Mac OS, you can at least be like oh, there's like the iCloud Drive stuff, which at least like works and is integrated OS wide. But outside of like sometimes OneDrive being able to do the backup sync outside of that i don't know if there's like any other like excuse pieces i i feel like people no one on windows uses like OneDrive backup stuff where like on mac os it's like built into the finder so everyone's kind of shoehorned into using it yeah it's built in uh so that's like that those are the like it's not unusual for ultrabook pricing though like the ultrabook like from what i've seen of other ultrabooks windows ultrabooks it seems uh it seems fine uh, there's also the aluminum. There's there's like two models, which like aluminum and uh, the Alcantara. Like, what is the like? Is the Alcantara like the soft, like material? Like, is that just like uh, Alcantara? It's a certain type of fabric. Um, so it's basically it's like the material on the keyboard, and that's also why it had such shit um repairability because it was a fabric keyboard, and with the like the iFix it teardown, you literally had to rip off the fabric to get to like replace the keyboard and you there wasn't a great way to um put it back together yeah yeah okay um so that's so that's the surface laptop three uh what was next uh surface pro seven right uh all right so this is a seven iteration of the service pro um what's actually new here like this is, seems like an incremental update right like a USB-C port finally right is, is that it is that it so yeah, essentially the same design has a USB C port um, with one USB A and just better internals. Uh, but surprisingly, it also has worse battery life than last year's. Um, Microsoft's rating it for an hour less in terms of the battery life, which is oof, oof. That's that's rough. You know, you know what's actually rough? The the base model starts with four gigs of RAM. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. That's it. In 2019, no computer should be coming with four gigs of four RAM. Four gigs of RAM. You you just gonna like run Chrome, and you're gonna run out of RAM. Like, like that's like the four gigs of RAM and one twenty eight gigs of SSD storage. Like, eesh. Like that. The base model is not like the base model starts at seven forty nine US dollars. Like that is not a model you should be buying. Like, it's, and I it's, think it's, at this point too, with like the whole Surface line, like it's. Microsoft really needs to like slim down those bezels and and honestly, they really need to start including the type cover with it. How many people buy a Surface and don't buy the keyboard? Yeah, like who's buying buying the Surface without? Is it just like they just want that margin? Like they just want that keyboard margin? Like maybe I just yeah. I don't know. Like who honestly like buys it and then just never uses the, like a keyboard with it? I, like Windows is not that good of a touchscreen OS. Like it, like I don't I don't think anybody's like and and the entire time Panos was saying, oh, you're you're at your most productive when you're using a mouse and a keyboard, but they don't ship their own computer with a mouse and a keyboard. <laughs> Like I used to have a Surface Pro uh, at some point, I gave it away. I said my brother sold it. Uh, like 
like yeah, I like the form factor. Like it's it's interesting, but I never really like it's not very. You can't really put it on your lap, right? It's like you have to put it on the. Well, desk. no, no. These newer ones are lappable. The lapability of these, the, the lapability of the newer surfaces, they they fixed that. But the one I had, I had a Surface Three for a little bit, and that was painful because I think that was was it two gigs of RAM or four gigs of RAM with an Atom. That was that was a bad time. But like uh, the Surface is always the dream, though, right? Like like that's that's the problem. That it's, it's like in an ideal world, right? Hear me out. Hear me out. Let's do some theory crafting real quick. In an ideal world, we have a Surface Pro Seven, and imagine with a Surface Pro Seven that had same that came with the keyboard, came with the pen, and also had Thunderbolt Three. You could just dock it with your eGPU and have a really powerful computer. Because the processors on these, because it's always with regards to like processing power, getting the Core i7, getting the Core i5 model, those are genuinely like powerful chips. And they use like NVMe drives and stuff. So you're not getting fucked on storage. So you're good there. Like all the speeds there is just graphic power, which is for the form factor understandable. But like they just didn't. That's why this is the, the Surface Pro is where I'm more upset about the lack of USB about Thunderbolt 3. Because this would be the ideal one. Literally, you take it with you when you need to work on the go, pop it in yeah. and use your big monitor when you it's, get it's home. Just, it's just that I don't think Microsoft has like a plan for eGPUs. Like like they don't like don't have any plans for that. Like it's not a thing that you talk about or like it's not a thing really in Windows world, right? In Windows world, it's like if you if you want a high-end GPU, they want you to they want you to basically buy like a, a desktop. Like they want you to build a desktop, basically. That's what I, I like. That's what they wanted you to do. They wanted you to buy an NVIDIA GPU and an Intel processor and build a desktop, right? They don't want. They clearly don't. They're not interested in in that in that sort of model of productivity, right? They don't want that eGPU case and the eGPU like plugging it into Thunderbolt. Yeah, it's it's not a thing they want to do. Clearly, uh, but you know, like yeah, you're saying like the the dream is. Uh, is there, but it's 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 not it's not happening, and that and that that four G four gig RAM model should really not exist. Like really, come on! In twenty nineteen, shipping a computer with four gigs of RAM that's that you it's like seven hundred forty nine dollars. Like and you, it's it's not going to be just seven forty nine dollars, right? Like you're going to buy the uh what the type cover, right? And that's what's 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 that? It's like two hundred dollars. And and you're honest, and you're not even going to get the one that has the um the base like version. So like you're bumping up the price on that. You're you're spending over a thousand for it, which would be fine if they included everything together and had it like a, like a fixed price. It, it's fake. It's fake cheaper than it actually is, right? Because yeah. you're not getting the whole yeah. the whole, whole like, product if you just buy the the screen. It's kind of like a bait and switch, right? Like it's like you go to the store, you're like, oh, that that laptop's like seven hundred forty nine dollars, but then you like then you like get the then you then you see that it's four gigs of RAM, then you get the upgrade to the eight gigs of RAM, and then you see you have to buy the type cover, which is apparently it, it's 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 one twenty nine ninety nine US dollars. So you know that's another hundred or so dollars. So you're you're at like thousand plus already. Like it's 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 like it's, I don't like I, that's that's why I don't like the Surface Pro that, that much. Is because this this weird pricing model and not including the type cover with it. Like it's a, it's not I'm not a fan of. It. Uh, so what what next is after the Surface Pro? So we I have think- Surface Pro X. Yeah, this is very interesting because they took a Surface Pro and then. We're, we're like what if we built one that was built from the ground up to run on arm and so there is a custom qualcomm chip in there 
And what's interesting about this is that it's not a phone part because it, it runs at a TDP for a de- for like a desktop part. So even though while it's ARM, I believe it's like a 10 watt or a 5 watt CPU. So it, it is, you know, as powerful as, as in terms of at least the power draw of um, Intel's own portable Ultrabook chips. Right. Uh, they're calling it the the Microsoft SQ One, which is not a great name, by the way. It's it's. I mean, as far as marketing chip names goes, you know, can't get worse than Intel. So I guess this is fine. Uh, so, so the so the thing about this, like, it's fine. You get so because this is a Qualcomm chip, you get uh, you get LTE in it, right? You get LTE, so you can get you know, uh, you can pay your 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 telecom carrier even more money that you want to, uh, and you get more, like mobile connectivity, so that you know you can do work wherever, like. It's fine, but like my question as always with these things is like the performance. Performance because is one app thing. compatibility, yeah. it's not a thing anymore. Because app compatibility, you can Windows 10 on ARM will emulate 32 bit apps and it runs fine. I mean, well, fine depends. Yeah, it's about like I, I don't know like how Photoshop will work, but you also you'll be able to run desktop browsers, right? There's no app limitation. So how Windows 10 on ARM works is that um chrome and other like electron apps can have native arm builds if they want and they should um chrome already has one um believe a bunch of windows stores apps obviously do but with it once you go ahead and install say like photoshop it'll do an it'll do like an on-the-fly emulation of it and the performance penalty but the performance penalty isn't that bad from what we've seen because this isn't the first windows 10 on arm device samsung has made a couple so no one's making them that's why microsoft is and and specifically too with the redesign of this device they basically to, they should have used the same chassis for the other surfaces, honestly, because they did slim down the bezels, they slimmed down the device, and they redesigned the pen and the keyboard, where there's like even a built-in pen holder in the keyboard now. And it's strange that they did none of that to the regular Surface Pro, that only this one gets that new design, because the new pen looks good. All of this actually looks really great hardware-wise. Really good, and, and it's... Um... Okay, so there's like two USB-C ports, uh, like Gen 2 ports, right? And uh, a nano SIM slot and a Surface Connect on both sides, like uh, the charging port. And there are no USB-A ports and there's no 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. And you get a 13-inch screen in on the same body. Say it's, it's, it's still the same physical size as the Surface Pros, but you get a bigger screen because they slim down the bezel so much. Which... And also, uh, interestingly, it allows for removable M M M two SSD storage, like via detachable plate at the bottom of the tablet, uh, which is cool, I guess. Like, I would, I'm, I'm curious how that works. Like, well, it's what you would same with like a PC. You just okay. You just that, plug that, it. Yeah, in. Okay. I mean, you wouldn't plug it in. Like, you I mean, just you would attach like, it and like. No, no, no. This is that's the hard drive of the machine. Oh, okay. So like that's literally that's it's just a reusable swappable hard drive. It's not it's not an extra. It's literally like that's oh. the same thing you do with a hard drive backup for another one, right? Like clone it onto an, a bigger drive and then just pop the drive in. Oh, I see. That's that's neat though. Actually, that's actually pretty cool. Like you, you can have you can upgrade the drive. That's, so I guess that's... you could. I know earlier we were mentioning how the Surface laptop coming with one hundred twenty eight is a little pathetic. Since they all have these upgradable drives, I guess I would be I would be okay saying. If it's cheaper to find like one on Newegg, an NVMe drive or or an M2 drive rather, if it's cheaper to find one on like Newegg or Amazon, I would probably do that and buy the cheaper one and upgrade it myself rather than um buy I mean it's still they still should offer 256 to begin with. But yeah, it's yeah. 
but it's still great that that option's there. Yeah, it's it's that's actually pretty cool. And I'm I, this is what I'm saying. Like, this, why is this not the Surface Pro Seven design? Like, why is the Surface Pro Seven design still the old old design? Like, I ugh. questions questions. Um, maybe maybe they view the Surface Pro as just a legacy thing because it appears at, at at a certain point, right? If 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 ARM matches Intel performance wise on these types of machines, right? Like obviously it won't ever really for desktops, but for these machines where Intel has to scale back the wattage usage or the power usage so much anyways that you get, you know, hindered performance. If ARM can scale up to give you a chip and a you know, a device that's as performant and where you're only taking like maybe a, a little bit of a penalty if you're doing the Win thirty two stuff on ARM that hasn't been compiled for it, it might just not it might make sense to just phase out. Are uh, the, with Intel the, for these yeah, for these yeah, yeah. for this these is, promise, the yeah, for these, these yeah. ultra these these are ultra portables like maybe for like real laptops and stuff like the Pro 15 like yeah it makes sense to like have a bunch of power and stuff but it, it would never be for for thermal reasons you know I uh, it would never be like a good idea to put a super powerful chip in a machine this light because of heat to begin with so if they're if they're going to have to like make it you know make a compromise on that then it might be better to just you know push forward with arm and if this one because this device looks great it looks great it, it's, it's all about the performance of those emulated apps because no one's gonna buy this right and expect to do like amazing video editing and stuff on it but for light productivity if it works so it might it might be like a killer device you know, this is like a first, like, you can, we can say this is like a first gen device because it really is. Like, it's like a first gen new design of a Surface Pro with the ARM chip. And like, this is for the early adopters. Like, people who are going to buy this, right? I think this is, this is not, I don't think this is going to be mainstream yet. Like, this is like a, this is a step in a new direction for Microsoft. Uh, and, it starts at nine. It starts at one k. It's one k. Obviously, type cover again is not included. So that's like nor is the pen, I believe. Nor is the pen, which is another. It's one hundred and forty four. So you can you can buy the accessories together in a bundle. <laughs> Fucking uh, two hundred and sixty nine. Uh, it starts at eight gigs, right? Which is okay. Uh, and it starts at one twenty eight gigs of storage, which is I mean this for this one it's fine because it's like you can you know probably get get the replace storage later if you find like the cheaper part or whatever uh sure uh this is i don't think this not a lot i don't think this like this is like you can do pre-orders now but it'll like be available in november and i don't think this is going to be like a mainstream machine like this is not meant like i don't think it's like it's, it's still well, early. I mean, it, it's surface, so no one buys them to begin with. Like, let's, I mean, let's say that. it's true, but it's, it, it feels even more, it, it feels more like a, like an idea that they have, like, they want to see how this goes. Like, they want to see how this arm trip works. Like, how does it perform? Like, does it do well? Like, it, it's the same thing with the AMD chip on the, uh, on the, on the 15 inch, right? Like, it's, it's a test. Like, they want, they want to see, like, well, they want to try this direction. Um, and, and Microsoft is trying all this new shit, so it's it's kind of exciting to talk about because it's all these like, well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Like, it's a, it's a lot of questions. Yeah, because I'm looking at this and I'm like, I, I, I don't, I, I feel like for someone who's buying this as like a MacBook Air replacement, right? Like people who's like, like that would be, I think, is where this hits. But I want to know how these ARM chips do on sustained performance, because of right now, ARM ARM itself, it's 
I think it's always how, like with iPhones too, right? You always get better single core performance than like Intel chips, but it's those sustained workloads, right? Having like sustained multi-core work is where ARM tends to shit out versus um, Intel and mostly for, for heat reasons and just architectural reasons. So if, that's what I, I'm interested in, like seeing video rendering tests. Like I want to see like Linus Tech Tips destroy this machine. <laughs> and I want to see like the Anon Tech. Yeah, I, I, not because it's like sensible, but because it lets you know what the upper bounds of it are, right? Like, because this will this will run Discord. You're going to be able to run Discord. You'll be able to run Chrome. You can do 4K YouTube. I have no doubts that you can you can do that because you can do that right now. With a Samsung phone, right, running Dex, and it's not a bad time. It's more of just like since this is a device running Windows, it's running an actual desktop OS, right? It. it I want to see how well you can dip into doing productivity stuff because you never, no one's going to expect a device that's form factor, right? To be like a work, like a workstation machine that's used for like video rendering and stuff on hours on end. But for someone who has like a desktop at home and this is the thing you take with you and like, you know, sometimes you got to do real work when you're out. If it can do that, then I'm interested to see like, you know, this whole, the, ARM Windows devices expand out just for the fact of that you're going to get so much better better battery life. We're just browsing the web and doing basic stuff versus an Intel machine. Yeah, and you're gonna get like good like you're gonna get LTE as well, which is like a thing that I keep mentioning is a thing. Like so, the, like laptops with LTE are like kind of like rare, right? They're, they're they're like there, but they're like kind of expensive. Like some of the like the like high end business machines have them, but they're like also like an expensive option, right? It's like. Yeah, there, there's definitely a market for machines where like you, the LTE is built in, and you can just put in a micro, you might put in a SIM, right, and then you, you're good to go. Like it's, it's a thing. Uh, it's a also, niche market. Interestingly, yeah. too, Microsoft's having a three month return policy on this device. If you're looking at their page, it's like benefits of buying through Microsoft: free returns online and in store from October 1st to January 31st of 2020. So, th- so the, clearly they're expecting some people to return these. I think more and more. <laughs> well, it's because it is on ARM, right? You can't guarantee that every Win thirty two app is going to work great. Because as much as you build like an emulation layer on top of it, like it's at the end of the day, it's an emulation layer. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the uh, Surface Pro X uh, ARM chip uh, S Microsoft SQ one. How you can't even say it like as a word. You just have to say SQ one. Like I mean, you could say the the Microsoft Squad chip. That's bad. That's, that's just, bad. That, that's just that's just say SQ. I mean, I could put in like some ad libs in here too. Like I can get the uh, the Migos going like squat, like that kind of ad lib. <laughs> oh my god! All right, oh, what's next? Earbuds? Is yeah, earbuds? Yeah, the, yes, um, I want to talk about these because uh, this is the product that actually excites me. Um. Because uh, Surface earbuds, uh, office integration, and battery life, right? Uh, so, what do you think of these from like a like a like a dis- like a physical design perspective? What do you think? So, I fuck with them heavily. I know there's a bunch of people who think they look weird because they basically look like circle earplugs, but but like that's that futuristic shit I fuck with. Like that does I, like. In general, like the concept of putting things around your ears is like weird if you think about it, right? Like you're putting things into your ears and they're sticking out of them. I I don't th- that will forever that like as a concept we it's like we've just accepted that that looks fine, right? It's like glasses. We've accepted that glasses look fine, but like when in actuality, like if you think about it, like what, we're just sticking things on us, like on our faces, but we've accepted it looks fine because of the utility. That's how earbuds work. 
And the ugly ones are the ones that are clean looking, right? Like you have those Jabra ones that like have like angler designs that poke oh, out and stuff. Yeah, those are. <laughs> but those it's just like a flat circle that goes into your ear. And these are not ear. Um, they're not monitors, right? They don't go into your ear. They're actual just buds that sit outside your ear. And, and they might ask for folks who aren't into headphones. They might be saying, well, what's the difference between that? So AirPods go into your ears basically right like they don't go inside them but they you push them into your ears and they rest in your lobe and that basically means that you get sound isolation because the buds are actually in your ears not i mean not really well you get a little bit of it you know what i mean right but but with these ones with these ones they don't go in your ear at all they just they sit like on your ear right not like they, they they sit like on your ear like your actual physical ear it's hard to describe without it like a video playing but Essentially, these ones don't go inside them, so you get no isolation from sound, so you can hear everything going on outside. With monitors and other types of buds like the AirPods, they go a little bit into your ear, so even though with the AirPods, you don't get that much isolation, right? You still get it, right? You still, it'll still, there's still a little bit of isolation there. These ones don't have it, and that's the main design difference, but that means that for people who can't wear earbuds like um, AirPods or EarPods like Static, these ones won't hurt his ears because they're not going into them. That's actually the point I was getting. Like, it's like if it's not if it's the, if it's not going to your and it, the fit actually works, these might be good for me. Which is and they uh, have multiple sizes too and stuff. They apparently have like a small, medium, and large size tips they oh, can swap out. Oh, that is cool! Actually, I want to try these out. Though. Like, I want to like go to a store and try them out because I, like I don't want to buy them without trying them out because it's going to be a pain to get them returned and whatever. Like, I want to try them out. Because I've been wanting like something wireless for a little bit, like some wireless headphones, like wireless like earbuds for a bit, and like e- AirPods would be ideal. But I, they don't. They don't. Well, work have you me. ever thought about the Beats? Um, those those new Beats that look like the uh, the ones that um the power yeah power Beats, beats. yeah um yes, but also I'm I'm I have questions about their uh, sound quality, like sound. Not quality, but like the way that they produce the sound. Like, is it like too bass heavy, or is it more neutral? Is it like? I mean, it definitely it's it's a I would call it a fun bassy mix. So, like the Beats um, Solo Threes, I have I believe it is yeah, so Solo Threes that came with this MacBook. I would never buy Beats on my own, Ugh. but it came for free, so that's why I use them. Those ones aren't like that bad. It's pretty. I would say the sound signature is. A little, a little bumped up in the lower end, but it isn't like rattly, right? Like if if you listen to um, DNA on Dam, you're you're not you're you're not you could still hear the vocals over the bass when the second part of the song comes on, right? Right, like that's the thing, like and also like the design of the Power Beats Pro, it's like more in your ear, right? Like the uh, so that's also a thing. Uh, I mean, it looks more secure because it's like curves around your ear, like it grips on it, right? Like it's like yeah. A, you have to like you style it your throat, and, and I mean honestly though, but like those have like a bigger bulky case, right? Won't fit in your pocket, right? I mean, it's not that big. Yeah, I mean, I wear I wear over the, I wear I wear headphones. Like I, I still use my B and O. But like the whole, but the whole like the whole promise of like AirPods and stuff, right? Is like that these will fit in my skinny jean pockets, right? Like I wear tight pants and they fit in there. And like those, the case for those beats, that's like you put them in your bag. You don't put them in your um, pocket. That's that's true. That's true. I mean, I carry a bag around, but that's yeah. You're right. You're right. And and I'm curious. That's why I'm extremely curious about like the the, the sound quality of these earbuds and also like how they fit for me. Uh, I want to see if they fit well. You know, 
I might well, I feel, I feel, I would feel good about the sound quality for the fact though that the Surface headphones apparently are really nice. Like the Surface headphones, from all the reviews I've seen, and I've listened to them once or twice in a Microsoft store, probably a hundred dollars too expensive, but good, like good headphones, and and like there's nothing wrong with them, right? Like build quality is great, sounds great from it. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious how it like how it sounds. Like I want to try them out at a store with with like with like uh, with some like I like bring my phone like try some music that I commonly like listen to a lot and then see how just how just how it sounds and how it fe- feels in my ears. That's that's the big big thing, right? Like for these like sound quality, I mean it's it's wireless, so I'm obviously gonna take like a sound quality hit, but it's like I want I want to see how it like. How but like it's acceptable it sound quality, right? Like do do AirPods sound trashy? Sure. But is it like it's fine, right? Like it's it's fine. If I'm going if I'm going for a run, I don't care about like having right the most um accurate one. Like I'm not I'm not bringing the DAC to the gym. <laughs> that's a title. That's like a, I'm not bringing the DAC to the gym. It's a little <laughs> bit too long for a title, but like that's good. Um but yes, uh, I like I, it. Also, has a microphone in it, right? Like, obviously, uh, yes, you could do, um, ob- you know, audio calls, of course. But the, you can do voice assistant stuff, and they also have a touch pad. So the, um, so the, the ends of it, it's, it's like the circles I was talking about, right? That's it. That that you would see if you're looking at someone's looking at you while you're wearing them. Those are a touch sensitive pad that you can use to uh, swipes for skipping next and tapping for pausing. I mean, playing. I like I don't need to do that. Because I have an Apple Watch, right? But it's like it's kind of like a like a redundant functionality in that way. But like, it's kind of cool. Like I don't know. I don't, like if I get these, I don't see myself like doing the touch screen thing in my ears. But it kind of seems like a future sci fi thing to do, you know? Uh, well, I'm more hopeful. I'm more hopeful that what they're going to do is copy the AirPods behavior, where if you pull them out of your ear, it'll automatically pause the music and all of that. That that's the kind of behavior. That's the stuff that's really that, nice about them. That would them. be good. Yes, like if it like if, if if I like pull it out and like it pauses like like the audio on my phone, and like how it works on iOS. I mean, it's it's a Bluetooth device, so like the basic Bluetooth stuff will work. But I, like like integration like that, like, it's like I, I'm I'm curious. Yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, th- this is actually the most exciting device for me. And Star said. Uh, Two fifty US dollars. It'll be like the three hundred ish over here. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully as well though with these ones, they uh, you don't have, if you do pick them up, you don't get the same problem I have in my AirPods right now, where one lasts way longer than the other one. I mean, I think that will happen here too because it well, just, it, it'll it's just... happen if you prefer one ear. I guess if you wear if you wear them one like you just do um one in your ear and the other one in the case. Ah, uh, right. Yes. That's why. Yeah, that's basically use... what happened on my AirPod because I, I I would have one in if I was like um when I was working retail. I'm not going to say I just had like AirPods in and I would listen to music while supposedly helping out customers, <laughs> but like yeah, it's yeah. happened. It's happened. Uh, so, so yeah, so you so have because you used of that, one more. Yeah, yeah, I would be like doing stuff in the stock room and I would have one out in case they call me. Right. I, just so I could hear what else is going, whatever is going on, and then I'd have music in one ear. And turns out that only actively using one of your two sets of wireless headphones that have very small batteries in them causes it where one can keep a charge for far longer than the other one. Yep, yep. That makes. I mean, that makes sense when you think about it from like a physical standpoint, like the chemistry. Like it's just the battery is getting used more, right? And so it's good. It's very the the capacity is going to degrade faster when the one that you use more. It's, uh, it's pretty common sense, I think. Uh, so, like, there's also another thing that Microsoft talked about in this in their demo for these. Um, 
the trans like the the PowerPoint integration, right? Like the Office three sixty five. The, the translation stuff that was the that coolest. is actually kind of cool to be honest. It's kind of like it, it's it's like this sci fi feature, like Universal Translators Star Trek shit. Like uh, like if it works that well, that is like I don't know how how work how uh, how well it'll work. Uh, but it's cool. Uh, it's it's a cool demo. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's the earbuds. Surface earbuds, oh, like it's Office integration. I I don't I don't really use Office anymore, so that that's not like relevant to me. But but like they, they were so genuine about it. They were they, like, they were really like they were like you can you can talk to PowerPoint. You can you can no transcribe. no the way they the way the the woman who um Robin I forgot her last name the one who was presenting it she was like and of course we made it integrate with Office. Yeah, it's like of course like it's 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 a Microsoft product. You're gonna integrate it with Office. Come on. I mean, it makes sense. Like, from when you think about it, it's like it has, it has, like, it is connected to your device. It is, it has a microphone. Why not? Like, uh, it's, it's a thing you can do. It's a, you got, you got to stand out. Like, you got to have some product differentiation. Like, you know, some people really like their Office 365 stuff and they, they live their life in, in Office products. So it's like, you can sell those to those people. But I mean, honestly, too, there are like a group of, uh, there are folks who, especially when I worked at like, a, well, that's when I worked at a startup. They were like, they'd be doing conference calls with like their AirPods, right? So like these, if these, like it makes sense for you to do like a wireless headphone like this that's geared more towards that kind of office work. Because there are people who like, a lot of offices, they don't give you a dedicated phone line. So you have to use like, use either like shitty, you know, MacBook microphone or just take it on your phone or AirPods. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, if if the microphones on this are are decent, you know, uh, that's that's also another thing, right? Is this uh, your new solution for podcasting? <laughs> absolutely not, but it will. Like, it can be like I, I mean, I can't really use Bluetooth with my desktop because it doesn't have Bluetooth. Like, how really? I can? Yes, it does not. It does not have Bluetooth. How, but doesn't like your motherboard come up onboard Wi-Fi? Or is it like a, I, I don't know how computers work. No, is there like a Wi-Fi no. card you had to install? Or like a uh, if I wanted card? Wi-Fi, yes, I would probably have to install a PCIe card or a USB. Holy USB shit! Dongle. Wait, so the, wait, so this means that you don't have Wi-Fi on your computer, but you definitely have a network card, don't you? Or does your mother? Did you get a motherboard specifically ten gig Ethernet? No, it's just one gig Ethernet. Motherboard comes with an Intel uh, NIC. Uh, one gig. Oh, shit. Uh, Only one gig though. I'm surprised. I mean, ten gig is not common in desktops because it's. Servers. I know it's, a, it's yeah. a PCIe card you have to get for. It. I'm surprised you just don't have it. I, I I don't have anything to plug ten gigs into. By the way, so it's it's it's, ca- it's called future proofing. <laughs> it's kind of pointless, but like let's not get off track. It's like it's not. Yeah. It's it's it might be kind of pointless, but theoretically, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Theoretically, like I could just like plug in directly into my NAS and transfer files to ten gigs. Like I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know yeah. if the I don't know if the drives in the NAS can keep up with that, or even if your drives can, because you probably need like an NVMe SSD running in RAID, like a couple of them in like a RAID configuration <laughs> to get it sustained at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's it. Uh, like I I can't like I can't use them with my desktop without like a like maybe like a Bluetooth dongle or something like that's not great. Uh, so it's, it's if I get these, it'll be for my phone and my iPad basically. Uh, can I use Bluetooth head, like headphones with my PS4? Like that might work. Like if I can do that. I, I mean, can. I think you can. I know you know you maybe not because you can't do it with the Xbox or the Switch. Can I do it with my Switch? No, right? No, you can't do Bluetooth audio damn with it, Switch. That, damn it, Nintendo. Why? Why? why I mean, everyone, Microsoft doesn't let you do it either with the Xbox. I mean, 
Yeah, but that's, I mean, okay, it kind of makes sense because, like, the PS4 and the Xbox One are, like, you know, home consoles, but the Switch, like, why not? Why not wireless audio? Like, so you could, <sighs> so the only way I've seen that you can do it is if you get a USB-C adapter for it, but obviously if you have a dock, it doesn't work. But there are USB-C to Bluetooth adapters you can get to use wireless headphones if you're Switch. Because you, you can do audio out over USB-C on it. Right. God damn it. Maybe you can plug in USB-C headphones? I wonder, yeah. But, like, yeah, like, it would be for my mo- like mobile devices and, like, the, the, the iPad and, the, uh, and the, uh, the, the phone mostly, I guess, in that case. Um. So... That was what we're going to call the regular Surface announcement. I still, I still want to recap that before we talk about the other stuff because the other stuff is so different. So th- that's the stuff that's shipping this year. That's all. Of, those are all the devices that you know we, people can actually get in a reasonable amount of time and and use. And I actually, I think that minus maybe the Surface Pro Seven being the weakest, I I think this was like a really good lineup. Like, there's nothing bad here, right? Like, this is these are. They're, they're, minus like my my also like my little complaint right about Thunderbolt three. Outside of that, I don't see anything objectively wrong with what they shipped. Mm-hmm. Assuming right. assuming right that we don't have any power issues, anything like that with the two new chips in either the Pro X or the Ryzen um fifteen. So assuming that right, assuming that that's not the case, then I I think that these are like really strong competitors for for people who like want to get Ultrabooks or like want to get MacBooks. Like this is like. once again right it's all about assuming because sometimes surfaces ship right and then they have weird issues like when microsoft is the first person you first company rather sorry companies aren't people but when microsoft was the first company to use um skylake and that shit out right you remember the whole stories about putting your service in the freezer like that was a bad year so assuming assuming that that isn't the case like I, it, it's now going to come down to right. It's just like if you want a good laptop, you know that's like when you have like a thousand ish to spend. It's if you like like I've we said it before. It's like if you want a Mac, get a Mac. If you want Windows, you have a great option in the Surface, and you're not getting a you're not getting a shitty PC. You're not getting a bad computer. You're getting a good display, a good keyboard. Hell, upgradability now. I I wouldn't like I wouldn't feel bad recommending either any of these machines minus the base Pro Seven because fuck base that base Pro Seven is not yeah like just the base Pro Seven it's like not nah, just yeah it's it's not it's not that good uh, as Panos would say like you know putting a surface in the freezer is not good for flow you know flow is just, <laughs> No, really. Like Panos keeps talking about flow. So let's he talks talk about, about the flow. flow. He talks about flow. He talks about you know perfect heat travel. And Panos is—he's really good. He did a um, Panos is the person who presented. He's the head of hardware at Microsoft. He did an interview with um, Neilai and Tom Warren at the Verge, and it's going to be in the show notes, um, which you can always find at twoshadesbrown dot com. And y'all should really listen to it because that. He is someone who I will just let him talk about computers forever because I love the way he talks. Imagine if he did a podcast, like for real, like God, that would be amazing. Um, but um, but basically, after they announced these devices, we have now two new devices that are we've talked about bits and pieces before. We've talked about Andromeda on the show. We've talked about Seashell on the show. We've talked about it, that was like over almost a year ago at this point. But so what they announced are two devices. They announced a dual screen computer called the Surface Neo, and then they announced a two screen Android phone called the Surface Duo. We're gonna start with the Neo, and then we have to go on to the Duo. Um, 
And to start, we're going to have to go about 10 years back to an Engadget post talking about the Courier. The Courier was this device that I believe ran a fork of like Windows Phone 7. And it was essentially a two-screen device meant for productivity, right? It was meant for note-taking, meant for that. And it got canceled because Steve Ballmer and Bill Gates didn't like that it couldn't run Office. Because it was running like a weird fork of Windows Phone. And But ever since then, it's been like that mythical device, right? Because like it looked... It, and like like real shit, like there's no sarcasm here. This looks great. Like this concept is amazing. The idea of right of folding displays, having like one something that's like the size of like maybe like a little memo pad fit in your pocket, and then be able to open it up and like have a full like computing device, and then just fold it back and put it away, and and be able to draw on it, and be able to use a keyboard with it. That whole modular PC idea, right, is a great idea that hasn't been done correctly ever, and. So the Surface Neo is going to be running a custom Intel part, uh, Intel chip, and it's going to be running a version of Windows 10 for um, specifically designed for dual screen devices, Windows 10X or 1010, as the kids call it. <laughs> um, so, so like these two, these two devices, the the, the Neo and the Duo, uh, are not going to be coming out till 2020. By the way, like the Neo is is holiday 2020. And the Surface Duo is when um, same thing holiday, same, yep. yeah. And and the 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 reason they announced it now is just because they need developer support. And granted, LOL UWP apps, no one makes. I'm sorry, I don't even think there's UWP anymore. It's just Windows apps that whatever the fuck Microsoft's calling them. You know, r- rest in peace. But I think by developers for support for say like the the Neo that runs that Windows 10X build, it's just I would say for testing purposes because this. This runs an Intel chip for a reason, because so it can run Win32 apps with no performance penalties. And it's be able to run Chrome. It'll run Spotify. It'll run all of that. It's just that you know you probably want them to test all the resizing and stuff like that. You but- know what my f- favorite part about the Neo is? It's it's the magnetic keyboard. Oh, we didn't be so. So basically, it's going to be obviously look at your phone now. Chapter art is going to be set to a photo of the Neo, but essentially you could have a keyboard that magnetically attaches to the back and then you can flip the keyboard over and have it sit on the screen and you can use as a laptop where one screen is open you know facing at you like a laptop and the bottom screen half of it's covered by a physical keyboard and even better you can either do the keyboard in the front thing that some of these new windows laptops do or you could push the keyboard back a little bit and have the type have part of the touchscreen turn into a trackpad and goddamn that's a great idea like that that is a one like that's that is extremely my shit that is like it's one of those things that you see in like renders like you know people like do renders of devices and this feels like a render of a device that somebody dreamt up and it's but it's it's a thing uh i i i'm that looks i mean how depending on how well all this works right i am this is still a year out and like even more questions um oh there's so there's so many questions but i but but hear me. This is now. This, this these devices are the reason I'm upset that they don't put Thunderbolt three on the surfaces. This fucking device, plugged into an eGPU to like a dock, right, connected just to a regular monitor. Oh my god! It's a fucking Windows device. You would get full screen Windows on there. I I, I think it's time to add eGPUs to the bingo card, like for real. Uh, because you don't. People. This eGPU <laughs> life is so fucking great, and no one wants to realize it. The I you we can have. I can have my. So I know. I understand. I get it. I get people it. People who like, have been listening to the show long enough will know my dream. 
I've mentioned it so many times, but my dream has literally been a Surface Neo. This is the reason I talk about deck so much. Fucking love that shit. Because I just want a device that fits in my pocket. I want to I want to plug it into a dock, right? And obviously, you know, it'd be a dock that's hooked up to a monitor, hooked up to the GPU, hooked up to the mouse and keyboard, and and then just have it pop to a regular, you know, be a computer. And this is running Windows 10. This is literally running actual Windows 10 apps. And granted, am I going to take a performance hit? Sure, only on what the the CPU side, but but you could run it like a switch where you overclock it a little bit when you have it plugged in there because you can have the power draw for it. You don't have to worry about per, um you have to worry about uh, port of battery life because it's plugged in and you can have a dock set up in a certain way where heat can transfer out or there's like a better fan in the dock like just things you can do to m- mitigate um thermals and have that and just use that as my computer and like be happy and live my best life and only own one device and it's so fucking close this is so close to what i want yeah it's i mean it's 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 the pieces are coming together slowly, and I think at some point somebody will figure out the whole puzzle out. Uh, these the, these Intel chips are called uh, sorry chipset is called uh, Lakefield, uh, so another another name here uh, from Intel. Eleven uh, Gen graphics engine. I don't. I. Mm. Uh, so, so I mean, uh, announcing these this early and then you, so you want developers to develop for the for the new version of windows the 10x well i don't know if they want developers to develop for it i think people want to test for it because at this point it's microsoft but no one develops for windows like that <laughs> they can they're not i think they're announcing it early just to let people know that like and also to likely bring up hype because i windows 10x is not exclusive to this device i imagine that microsoft's going to start making a big push for dual screen devices uh-huh yeah it clearly seems like they, they are going that way uh, so let's let's talk about the other other dual screen device. Let's talk about the Surface Phone, baby. Uh, so we need we need to talk about some backstory on this one. So while the Neo is a spiritual successor to um, spiritual successor rather to the Courier, this is Andromeda. The Surface Phone is that Andromeda one. We I I don't remember what episode it was. We talked about it. it's a dual screen device, and Panos is like these have been developed for three or four years. The reason why is not just hardware, but they were this was running Windows Phone ten. Andromeda was developed originally as a fork of Windows Mobile 10. It was supposed to be the big next push for getting Windows back on mobile devices. But at some point, at some point, Microsoft said, fuck it, and they went with Android. And that's that's mind-blowing because it makes so much sense. But the fact that the people who, the people who made Windows Phone 7 series said, fuck it, we'll just do Android because that's where the apps are. Like, that's... That's literally what Panos is like. He's like, the apps are there, and no one's going to buy a phone unless it has the apps. And that like gives me the most amount of hope that this won't be trash. The fact that they're being that realistic about the software side of it, like that piece, essentially, it runs a um, it's gonna run a customized version of Android. Still run half Google Play apps, but it's going to have run Android probably not ten, probably the next version of Android. This is also why Google has been talking so much about that dual screen support on android it makes a lot of sense now because the sam the galaxy fold is like the only other device and i don't think google cares that much it's i mean the galaxy fold is is not two two screens it's like one screen that's foldable but it's the same so android will work the same though right it it doesn't on on the software side having that fold in the having the crease in the middle of the line in the middle to you know divide them doesn't matter because it's still it apis and stuff are the exact same way 
So it's basically like two screen, folding screen. Those are all like the same category in terms of how you build software for it on the Android side. But it makes sense though, right? If Microsoft was doing one and partnering with Google, that they would be way more excited about it. And that, you know, because it's like Samsung has like this trashy little full device that breaks and everyone knows that it's breaking. Yeah, this is this looks way more like durable from the from that that perspective. Like the full the hinge, right? Because it protects uh, the screen's always protected. Yes, exactly. Uh, and and the so this is running Microsoft Launcher, right? It runs all that Android software that Microsoft makes. Could have you know Outlook be the default email app. Um, I'm interested to see how if and Microsoft can has a special contract with Google to not have all the Google apps because by default, right? You need to have like Chrome, Google Maps, all that. And I would be surprised if they, I would be, or not inter- not surprised, but interested rather to see if they worked out a deal where they don't have duplicate apps on the phone. And it's like, if there's not a Microsoft replacement for it, right, then you get the Google version of it. Maybe they just set, maybe they just set Microsoft apps to default. I don't know. They um, might do that, but like it's, but like, I, 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 do you think Panos would be happy if there's two web browsers on this I, device? Yeah, I mean, this, this part of it is like part of it is Panos not being happy. Part of it is also like a business decision. I, I, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Well, I'm saying that if Microsoft probably get, would probably be like able to get leverage over, over like having, you know, that. Cause I, I imagine that it's, it's just like a, probably a partnership there. I'm just interested to see how that works out. But so it'll have all the Microsoft apps, you know, by there. And I imagine that, you know, all those apps will be updated to have proper dual screen support. Um, but this one's getting announced early just for the fact of that, you know, if you're an Android developer, and Google announces new device form factors. Traditionally, no one on Android has given a fuck. The, Android has great dual screen folding screen support now. But if you if you take an Android phone app and you fold it open to be an Android tablet app, guess what you're getting? A terrible experience. Because once again, Android tablets are garbage. And Android on tablets is a terrible time. That's the only the only like issue I would have of owning one of these is just that like it's great until you try and make an app like you know full screen and take up all of both screens because then you're getting an Android tablet app and I just don't you're going from like a pretty great phone experience to garbage town. So yeah, so this is the Surface Duo, obviously 2020, uh, and this one like they announced it this early. Why? Like, why is this announced now? Like, why is this, like, 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 I, like, some of the things, it's like a big risk to announce, like, Panos also mentioned this, like, he mentioned this during the keynote that they, uh, they're announcing this, like, a year early, and they're worried about, like, people, like, stealing the design and whatnot. I'm like, why are you announcing this this early? Because you need people to make Android apps. This, this, the the Neo itself, we could probably, it probably, they wouldn't need to maybe announce it that early. But that's mostly for, like, I say, like, partner stuff. But this one, I think, honestly, is just to let developers know that, like, folding screens are a thing. And, like, there's going to be an actual folding screen, dual screen device coming out that isn't a hot garbage fire and people will actually be able to buy in bulk and mass, right? And it's, Honestly, I think it's just let Android developers know that it, you know it might be worth it to make an actual tablet app. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. It. I mean, it's been, they did take that. Because uh, imagine if this shipped in three weeks from now, with how Android is today. Oh uh, yeah, every review is going to say. Every review is going to say this is great until you try and make something full screen. <laughs> then, then you get Android on tablets. So yeah. yeah. Mm. All right. I mean, Android. This is this is like, a, like the Android thing. I feel like 
for people who are like historically like Windows Phone rest in peace is has been dead for a while now, um, and like Microsoft clearly understands that the thing that they need to focus on is services, right? And Satya even like talks about how the OS is not the most important thing for Microsoft anymore, which is amazing, by the way, because Microsoft has, I mean, traditionally been the Windows company, right? Like the Windows company, you get Windows, you get Office, right? I mean, that's like Microsoft. But like now, it's like you have Office 365 integration, you have xCloud coming, right? Uh, You have all these like cloud, like you have all these services. And these services, you can run them on iOS, you can run them on Android, you can run them on Windows. Like it doesn't matter, right? That's like that's the thing. So yeah, so going to Android makes sense. Like it, it makes complete sense to me. Uh, and I, and I'm not actually that surprised that it's actually Android. Like what else would they could do really? Uh, if they if they were to release a phone, like what 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 else could they possibly have have used? Uh, exactly because like they they made the shift. There's somewhere there's some repository in Microsoft that is a specific build of Windows Phone made for this device. <laughs> That no longer that <laughs> no, got abandoned. No, no, nobody will ever see. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. So rest in peace, Windows Phone. We everybody just steals the designs from Windows Phone, and we'll be fine. Um, just that's fine. Uh, I've just I I like I have. Oh my god! I have I have a dream of just using these devices right with like the pen. Windows Phone. No, uh, this one just using a pen, putting it in my pocket because this folds three sixty, right? So you could fold it either as a book, right? Where you hold it, both screens are facing you, or flip it all the way around, where one screen's off, and you know your hands, hold, your your hands covering it because you're holding it by that, and then you have one screen just facing you, and use it as a regular phone. You, it's and that's, bro, I'm telling you, this with Thunderbolt three, bro, the EG God. I mean, at this point, we're using Android, so I'm a little spooked out. I would, I, this one like would scare me a little bit, but the Surface Neo because that runs full Windows, that. Plus the eGPU, I'll I'll buy a like a, a dumb phone or whatever, right? Like I'll buy one of those just so people need to text me or whatever. Hit me up on the hit me up on the Nextel, you know they could they 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 could do that. I'll have one of those and I'll have like that be my only device with just LTE all day long. Like oh my god, that we're getting very close to the silly dream I have, and I'm so happy. <sighs> yeah. So so those actually now we're done with the Microsoft devices, right? Um. So it's just a lot, uh, and we want to talk about Destiny. We're not done yet. Uh, we we have more, as Panos would say. Uh, so Destiny, this is all you, uh, because I I haven't like I, I obviously I'm aware of it. I've seen footage of of the new Destiny two expansion, but I have not played it. So in this one is all you. So let's let's go Destiny two now on the moon. What well, what's going on? So the new Destiny 2 expansion shipped, uh, I believe this week, uh, yeah, uh, is Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. And this is the fall expansion, so it comes with it, new destination, new storyline, and then, you know, a bunch of season con- seasonal content coming over for the next couple of months, trickle- um, dripping into the game. And it's good. It's, it's good. So, But the, the, the caveat I need to give with this is... This is Destiny being made for people who already fuck with the idea of Destiny and like it and want yes, more of yes. it. Yes, this is 
this is destiny for the people who spend way too much time on the destiny subreddit yeah but but it's not a bad idea to do it that way because because you get more of what you enjoy about the game and they've been trimming out all the bad stuff they're working on cleaning it all the game up um something new that comes with the expansions as an example is a new armor system where it used to be armors armors are random rolls and sometimes you'd have an armor piece with a roll you like that but you didn't like how it looked and you're kind of fucked so now they've been fixing it where armors is going to be still random rolls but you can upgrade armor and apply uh, modifications to it and the more the more you upgrade the armor the more mods you can apply to it and of course you can get random mods and switch them out whenever you want right to build your own armor and make your own builds and you could also then go ahead and change the appearance of that armor if you unlock, you know, the um, if you unlock a set of um, ornaments. So you can then go ahead and you have the same armor, right? But if you don't like how it looks, you can pick a different look for it and apply it to that armor piece. Mm. So it's basically, and it's and those are all positives because it's like you know you get the stats you want, you can get the look you want. And you can customize your build however you want. And and while there are random drops, right? Like, you know, I mean, once you get the pieces you need, you can put them together. Exactly. So it, it gives you more, it, it lets you play the way you want, and it, it reduces the RNG factor here, like, uh, to get yeah. the correct roll on the gun, right? Um, well, guns are a little still different. Guns are still random drops, but... Okay, but like the... Like the armor attributes, right? Yeah. That's what, is that attributes, what yeah. I mean, attributes are randomized, but once you find one, right, you can, uh, you can just swap it. them out, right? Okay, cool. So I, I saw the footage uh, of the of the uh, initial like the initial mission on on the moon, right? Okay, and it looks amazing. It, the vision, like I just gotta say, the like the Destiny Two environment design folks are killing it. The weapon it's, folks too, as well. Like, let me. Like let the the raid. So the raid came out yesterday, and I was I think I sent you a couple of photos in Telegram. Um, there was a there was one I wasn't able to find that I actually would wanted to put in the show notes, but it's right before you get to the final boss arena, you you essentially go over there, and it's like a garden right beforehand, and that garden is beautiful as shit. Like it's like a, just this beautiful garden in the middle of a of a raid, and also I'm going to send you a link to this armor piece. Um, Aurora Hack on Twitter posted it, so I'm going to send it to you. I'll make it also make it the the uh, what's it called the notes or the chapter art for this chapter, and that weapon design, the environmental design, everything in in this expansion has been great. Holy shit! That's that is that artwork is incredible. Yeah, so basically, it's like it's a gun, but it's like covered in foss and, and, and yeah, or, or, um, whole, it's a vex thing, right? It's like a vex one. It's covered in moss and and like leaves, foliage, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, and it just looks amazing. Sh- yeah, like the, the the like visual design in Destiny Two, like it's been stepped up for real. It's it's kind of incredible. Uh, so so like the story itself, like like uh, on the moon. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, what are your thoughts on the story? So, uh, you're, it, it's it's a destiny story. So, you want to know what the antagonist is for this expansion? Um, it's the uh, it's 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 one of the Crota daughters, right? It's no, uh, it's a pyramid. Oh, it's yeah. Oh, okay. So the pyramid is the actual antagonist. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a literal pyramid. The, the bad guy of this expansion is a pyramid. So essentially, what happens is that. 
you we the um, Eris Morn, who's from the Taken King expansion, finds a pyramid on the moon and tries to activate the pyramid and like releases like a bunch of hell stuff. Can I just say that Eris Morn is is one of my favorite characters in Destiny because she gives off this like delightfully creepy vibe, right? It's just like her whole design is just like this. She's just like this like just creepy as fuck. Like and it just looks great. Like Eris Morn is is great. Uh and I love her whole like introduction in, in that game and it's like in, in that expansion where she comes in and it's just like yes we must go into the pyramid. Uh and the pyramid by the way looks like something out of like I don't know, like I just played control. It looks like something out of control for real. It, like, it's, it's it's the the design of all of it. Yeah, is it just, great. yeah, it just looks like some like some spooky like X Files cross SCP real weird shit going on in the and it's spooky it's, it's cool i like but the expansion storyline really doesn't have like inclusion when you beat the final mission which is kind of counter because before this expansion came out the game director from destiny was like we're gonna make it so that this expansion and like the next year of content actually has a storyline of a conclusive end he's like we was like yeah we know that you guys don't like how we end our storylines so he was saying the you know, luke smith was like we're yeah we're gonna make sure that this um this expansion and all the seasons afterwards the three seasons have a definitive end but it's like the it ends and you find yourself with the black garden and then the the pyramid gives you a like it, it, the pyramid gives you you ever go to like a, a Chili's or I guess they might not have them up there but like one of those chain restaurants that you sit down at you get the little buzzers and it ring, and it buzzes you when your food's re- or when your table's ready or your food's ready you basically get one of those and that basically tells you to go into the black garden which is where the raid takes place <sighs> and then that's as far as we've gotten I mean I guess they're, they're, they're not gonna do it at all in the initial release I guess so it's gonna it's gonna progress from but here. I don't right? know shit about what's going on in the game right now, and oh, so does okay. no one else. Okay, cool, cool. So it's just a death. So it's just that's right. Nobody knows what's going on, right? I mean, that's that's like typical for this. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's still it, it was a I good mean, expansion though. Like it was this, fun this to play the, and all that. This is the same game that has a line about having not enough time to explain the story. Like, I mean, this is destiny. It's you don't expect like a coherent narrative. Like you expect uh, some roundabout nonsense to happen first so uh so like i should mention like destiny 2's pc version right is now on steam right um so if you did the if you did the cross save thing transfer uh you're you're, you'll have it like if you did this you already know what what what's going on like it's going to be on your steam profile like it got added to my steam profile like i think like last week uh so it's on Steam. You still have to buy the expansion, right? It's a separate purchase. Yep. So how it works now, so it's free to play to start, but Forsaken and Shadowkeep are two separate expansions you can buy. And I actually, I think it's the, the and the buy expansion content, it's a storylines, right? And some of the end game stuff and some like specific loot drops that you would not get with the free version. And I think it's actually good that they did it that way because now you could, if you wanted to hop in, right, we could still play together and you could still get some of the stuff from Shadowkeep and, and see some of it, but you know, you wouldn't get the full experience. But the fact that they split it where Forsaken can be purchased separately, I think it's important for the fact of that. I would actually recommend new players get Forsaken before Shadowkeep. 
Because I feel like if you go from New Light to Shadow Keep, you're going to get a lot of things thrown at you that might be confusing. So, 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 okay. So, l- uh, let me ask you a question. So, if 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 I have, I only have the base game, right? No Forsaken, no Shadow Keep. Uh, if I wanted to like get into Forsaken and also like Shadow Keep stuff, like, is there is there like a package deal, or is it like do you have to buy each separately? Is it like you buy them separately? And I mean, you would only be getting Forsaken just for the like the campaign content and some of like the year the um your stuff. But Gambit and that's all included in the base game now. Right. So so you so if you bought if you buy Forsaken and you buy Shadow Key, that's like basically like seventy dollars, right? Seventy Canadian dollars, by the way. That's what I'm saying. Um, it's like well, it's sixty. Oh, well, it would be sixty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's like like Forsaken is like thirty five dollars over here, and like. Shadow Keep is like forty forty dollars, so it's like you know, uh, and and there's a deluxe edition, and I think that's like includes like the season pass, right? Like that's yeah, that's one that I got. I got the um, I got Shadow Keep plus the season pass, um, just for the fact of that I enjoyed the last year's season pass. So I, I and I bought out the seasons individually, ended up being more money. So I'm okay, you know, just um, doing all the season pass up front. But that and that includes that includes some of the seasonal activities. So like right now, there's something called Vex Offensive which is like a new end game activity six player match made and that's only included with the season pass right it's, you like, get... a P- it's like a pve thing yeah like, pve thing uh, okay. yeah so there's like there's new game modes each season that comes out that give you like better drops and stuff right of loot and you know new experiences and, and the new raid right all that's locked behind the season pass so so if you want everything you, you like if you if you only have the base game you'd have to buy forsaken well no if you buy forsaken or if you know if you buy shadow keep whenever you buy shadow keep you also get that that season's pass okay so you get you get season yeah. of the undying right? yeah you so, get, okay. and if, if you bought shadow keep three months from now when the next season rolls around you're gonna get that season so 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 what are you trying to say is like if i buy shadow keep now you don't get the next season no you get this season Okay, and so what happens for the next season? You so either you buy, buy the individual season or you get the season pass. Okay, okay, now I understand. Okay, but okay. but that only gives you access right to the new seasonal content. You still get access to everything else in the game. It's just whatever new game mode, and if they add any like new quests right. and stuff. So this is the new business model. So this is the new business model that they're going with, right? Okay. Yeah, selling content piecemeal, and then you know that's fine. That's actually pretty good. I think like that's... like if you don't like the season, you don't have to buy the season pass, right? And you could just buy the next one if there's something interesting in there. Right. So if I wanted to get into Destiny again, um, I, I don't know if I want well, to. I mean, if you, I would say play New Light for a little bit. You could still try out some of the game modes they've added, right? Like, we could still try out the game modes and stuff. You could try out uh, Menagerie. Or can you? That might, some stuff might be locked to Forsaken. I mean, like, there should, I could be able to tell once you get in there if you sent me like a screenshot. I could tell you exactly what you um don't get access to or actually bear with me one second i'm looking at bungie's faq right now on which new light gives you because you technically have new light so you right now what they essentially did is you go ahead and you your gear got brought up to 750 light everything you have is brought up to the base light for um all all content in the game they normalized all the power so it's just for additional power i believe 860 is as high as you can go and then 960 is a cap for um people who have the season pass and and forsaken so let me see okay so what content is not included with um with the bait new light so you don't get the new supers because they added new supers in forsaken you don't get any of the new raids so all you get is the first year's raid the um what was it called the the one on the callus ship that raid you get none of the dungeons and dungeons i feel like you would fuck with 
but you'd have we'd have to play on Xbox. <laughs> but if you had if you got the dungeon, I feel like you would like that piece. Basically, it's like a raid, but it's meant for two to three people. Ah, I see. So it has like raid like mechanics, but you don't have to have a six people for it. So it's like kind of like a strike, but not really. Like, it's, it's like a strike that's gonna take it. it it's as hard as a raid. Like no, like it, it's it's end game content, right? And it's not match made, but you can you. It's three. It's meant for th- two to three people. And Shattered Throne's good. I've never, I haven't beat it fully yet because it's hard. But, but like I would, I feel like you would enjoy it because it, it's challenging, but it's good stuff. Um, so you also don't get any of the exotic quests and raid drops, um, campaign stuff, obviously. And when Shadow Keep, new content and modes. So yeah, the Nightmare Hunts and the Vex Offensive stuff, all that. So you, like you basically you get a good portion of the game. I might reinstall it and see if, if if Destiny is still my thing, but like I I mean if we're gonna like if we're gonna get the the um game itself, I would say just just for being a friend with me, I would say buy the expansion on Xbox if you wanted to get the expansion, but the season pass carries over to PC. So you still get so it's weird how they do their um purchases now. So expansions are locked to the platform you bought them on, but any season pass content is saved to your account. So, so I would still, so if you bought Shadowkeep on Xbox, the Shadowkeep campaign that you would have to rebuy on PC, but the season pass carries over to your Steam account. That is, you know, that is kind of confusing, but I, I, I get it. I get it because it's the way like these, the storefronts work, but I get it. Uh, I'm curious because I'm planning on, I guess I should, it's kind of like an announcement or really it's, it's going to be a thing. Planning on taking like a break from playing Overwatch. Like, you know, this is news because like I've been playing Overwatch for like three years, kind of burned out, you know? Um, And and Overwatch is like the game I, I just play like basically every day, just hop in a couple, like a little bit and play a little bit and I'm out. Planning on taking a break from Overwatch, you know, Destiny, like, I probably need something to replace it, like, like as a game that I play regularly, right? Uh, so Destiny 2 on PC is, is what I'm looking at, really. Like, it, it looks, like, still, I think it's, it's pretty good. And I and I enjoy, like, the core loop, like, the, enjoy, like, the gunplay stuff, like, the weapons are good, the, 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 the visual design it, it runs well and it's like and they put they've they've made a lot of accommodations since you've last played because right with this expansion now you can get matchmaking for like nightfall strikes and that there's like the hardest yeah game I mean, that's, that was so one like of the, the hardest stuff yeah, you yeah. still there's no matchmaking for right so like the hardest version of the nightfall is not match made but like you know you could still find people on like master who play destiny as well and it, it'll work so that's why i'm saying like i don't know i mean i should probably install it on pc just but like uh, it's uh, Says as I love eGPUs, I also fuck eGPUs on Windows. It's a real bad time. Have I told? Have we talked about it on the podcast? Yes, I don't I think to, we have, but I think that's for another time because I think we're gonna have more episodes. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but basically, it's it's Destiny Two Shadowkeep. It's good. It's more of the game if you're already fucking with it. If you're a new player, I would honestly recommend New Light. You can you get the Year One expansions for free. You get um the Red War campaign. The um, War Mine and Curses of Osiris one. The game actually is really smart about it because every time you start the game, they reoriented a new player experience to be you jumping in at the current game's timeline. And those are give and those are presented as like we're gonna go back and, and review what's happened in the storyline oh, so far. Oh, oh, that's smart. That's 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 actually pretty clever for Bungie to be doing. Yeah. So you pick them up from Amanda uh, Holiday, your girl. 
Oh, she yes. was the vendor I'm, for um, uh, legacy. You, you know, I saw I saw another vendor uh, that was um, uh, Amanda Byrne. I think what's the name? Amanda um, Byrne. No, no, not Amanda Byrne. Let me. I fav- like, Let me let me go check my. Is favorites. she the one from Titan? Uh, let me go check my favorites. Uh, where is where is it? Let me find this post. Okay, like this is. Uh, Anna, Br- not Amanda Bird. Oh, Anna, Anna Bray. Bray. Anna yeah, Bray, she's yo, from the like, Mars. She's oh, the Mars oh, vendor. Man, yo, yeah, that, that looked. Oh, you got to play Warmind. Warmind's a pretty good expansion, and it's free now. <sighs> It'll be on your thing. Like if you log into the game, you'll be able to play yo, that campaign. That, yo, that Anna Bray, like the thing, like the the uh, armor, the whatever she's wearing, like it's, it's it's really weird. But like, I'm fucking with it. Uh, I'm fucking with all the visual visual stuff a lot. Uh, so I will see. We'll see. I haven't decided on anything. I still have to. Overwatch is is uh, you can't just stop playing a game that you've been playing for three years. It, it takes yeah. Um, but we'll see. So that's that's our episode. Uh, you can find everything on two shades of brand dot com. There is a contact address. Talk to us if you are a Destiny two uh, player. Have you like gotten back into it? Like, are you still playing? Like, are you like uh, you know getting to Shadowkeep? Like, what do you think? Uh, uh Microsoft stuff, if you have if you like eGPUs as much as Shosa does, you know, hit us up. Uh if you can help me get my eGPU to work properly on Windows so I can install <laughs> Destiny 2, the Windows version. <laughs> so I can so then Static could just buy it on PC. Yeah, I wanna I mean I, I kinda wanna buy it on PC because that's what I want to play it. Uh because so, I just really I really just want to do Shattered Throne with you. Because yes, I, I, I haven't been able to beat it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need some help. <laughs> Fair, fair enough. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon at staticsafe and mastodon.zombacloud.com. And Joseph, where, where do people find you? Um, y'all can find me on Mastodon at Josephine at 10forward.social. You can also find my website, which is josephine.website. And with that, um, have a goodbye. Bye. <laughs>